if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hire this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going to Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to MarcellaAlonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Get Schooled with Marcella Lonzo. Today, my guest is Madam Bella. Thank you so much, Madam Bella, for coming on. Can you please share with my audience who you are and uh, everything else about you, how you got into the business of legal um is it legal? How do I say how the, you 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 go ahead and talk for me because I can't even think of the term of uh, legal sex work in Nevada. Oh, that was well said. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I am Madam Bella, and I am the longest serving madam. Uh, my brothel is Bella's Hacienda Ranch in Wells, Nevada. Now that's the northeast corner, about six hours north of Las Vegas. So. Just for your listeners to understand, it's it's up very close to Idaho and Utah. And so the demographic and, and the type of clients that uh, frequent Bellas are people that travel these two major highways, Highway 93 that goes from Canada to Mexico, and then, of course, the Interstate 80 that's a East Coast to West Coast um, interstate. Uh, and I got into the business uh, when I married a gentleman who was a little bit older than I was. And, and he, he had invested as a silent partner in what was then called the Hacienda. Well, neither one of us knew anything about running a brothel. And so, you know, it pretty much tapped out all our finances and he needed for me to step up and figure out what book work really had to say about running this particular business. So I did. I stepped up and I uh, I learned that, uh, that besides numbers never lying, the, the, the parts of the business where, where money could be made and where money was going out too quickly. All right. And then also at that time, um, the Interstate 80 that had been built for like the 10 years prior, uh, when it came through Nevada in this rural northern part of Nevada, uh, there were barricades at each small town where every uh, traveler would get off. They'd go through town and they'd get back on at the other end of town and continue on. 
But that gave the town 10 years to figure out how to thrive or survive. So when the barricades came down was right before uh, I actually got involved. So the, the actual brothel went from standing room only to nobody was there. Because it, it, that's what interstates do. You just, people don't have to stop anymore. So it was how to reinvent ourselves where uh, travelers would want to get off on the exit, you know, visit Bella's Hacienda Ranch and then, you know, carry on their way. And that, that took a device called the CB radio, which was really popular back then. And, you know, a lot of the over the road, long haul truck drivers had radios and a lot of the hippies and all those people back then, mm-hmm. they had these little devices and everybody was on channel 19 and we could talk to everybody. And so the parking lot just filled up with, wow. you know, whether it's four wheel traffic or truck traffic, it was the miracle. All right. And then the Internet came along and the Internet people and the cell phones and all of these things. All of a sudden, there weren't there wasn't that same. um, I'm going to say result from the CB radio and a lot of the young drivers. Well, they just wanted a cell phone and they just, you know, there were it just was a whole different era. So from there, we had to figure out how to build websites or you know how to suddenly help all the new travelers understand that we were a brothel a destination on this crossroad well as everything comes full circle uh cb radios are coming back into style it's the new toy that they're putting in vehicles and so it's as if it's creating another momentum uh, associated with this little sort of archaic microphone, (laughs) but it works. So what do you do now in today's world when, you know, uh, people that might have these radios, uh, they have to park their truck and they can't move. Right. Right. Because there's all these new laws. So we just got a really nice Mercedes SUV with a little about five years old and we just go pick them up. And we take them back. And so it's like you have to keep reinventing how to reach those that are are wanting to experience the the legalness of these rural brothels. I see. I see. So they the ladies used to get on the CBD radio and just talk and say, what would they say back then? Like, hi, my name is Sarah or... Well, and this is what we still do. We, we okay. get on and we, we, uh, Bella's Hacienda Ranch and, uh, you know, I'm Bella. Uh, if you'd like a sneak peek at me, I'm uh, at bellas.us on the courtesan page. And, uh, there's a bit of my bio. And if you need a ride, our telephone number is 775-752-9914. We will be happy to come and get you and take you back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no cover charge. Uh, there's no obligation. Um, come and ask for me. Let me give you my tour and, and answer all your questions. Mm. And those are the types of things that would be said over the radio. Mm, so like free, like a basically like a radio advertisement, but you're just going on periodically with 
Yeah. Just, you know, about every three minutes. And the gals usually have uh, three or four uh, half hour times that, that it's their turn. All right. And yes, they can say, yes, you know, I have a lot of um, sister courtesans in the building, but it is their time to advertise for themselves. And I would say that it's a, it's it got a bit to do with quantum physics as we know it, just because when we we think about what we're attracting, what we'd like to um, to make, well, somehow we're putting it out in a fertile field of something and people yeah. just show up. Right. Right. But it's as if that we need to do something in order to attract. Uh, I would say. The, the, the clients looking for us, we have a great billboard you know, that's mm-hmm. got a pretty little gal on it. And, you know, the arrow, it says it's right down this road, you know, and it's mm-hmm. only half a mile. And if you can hear me, you know, you're within five minutes of of one of the most incredible experiences you could ever have. Nice. Um, is your brothel, it's 24-7 or is there nighttime hours or how does, what is the hours of operation of your brothel? The brothel is 24-7. Oh, okay. All right. Um, the, the biggest part of the day, uh, there are staff members that were former courtesans that worked with me oh. when I began my career or, mm-hmm. or halfway through my career. And so those two ladies are, I'm going to say, giving their wisdom forward so that the younger ones that are coming in have like trainers and and um and help negotiating and you know understanding uh you know what they're looking for if they're doing you know std checks and so that they aren't coming into uh let's just say an industry that yes is legal that they have no real information about well you know out in the escorting world they somehow they find a way to negotiate but at bellas or a legal nevada brothel you can talk about money you can talk about services you know out you know, in in real words mm-hmm. that actually you know helps the client and and the courtesan come together with what I call the correct uh, energetic bond, all right? right? Because the client is looking for that match, and the ladies want him to find that match. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that that is someone with long brown hair. Sometimes it isn't. He thought it was, but when they really started talking, well, it could be that it's the young um, African-American that he would have never thought of choosing that winds up being exactly what he's looking for in his experience. So the ladies are really helpful and the staff is really helpful at, at helping uh, the clients and the ladies as well. And then there's about, I'm going to say four hours, six hours where, because I believe courtesans are, trustworthy and intelligent and can be self-starting business women that they answer the door. Mm-hmm. They handle everything 
that I would or a staff member would do. And then in the morning, the money just gets put on the books. There's no other house that would do that. Mm. But so you have I, the the cortisones, they actually answer the door rather than a lineup, just depending on who's there. On these, let's say the wee hours of the morning. Okay. All right. And and it's perfect. And, and everyone knows, you know, the lineup bell still happens. And if for some reason you aren't in too sound asleep and you get up, just get to the bar. Don't go to the parlor. Get to the bar. And in the bar, there's a however many are there, maybe two, three. There's a short lineup. The right. client, uh, you know, cr- exchanges the dollars for his experience and they just take care of how it would have been run had it been in a, um, a, a shift or a time of day when uh, there would be uh, a staff member on. But mm-hmm. the, the courtesan, the retired courtesan is the is part of the 21st century experience mm. because they they understand what it's like to be on that other side of the bar, but that isn't what they want to do anymore. Right, they right. want to help them get around any of the rocks in the stream that might, you know, their little canoe might collide into that they can be avoided. And so it's it's beautiful. Because I like, thing. Yeah. I like having women that have already experienced it help those that have the desire to right. get it right the first time. Right. And sometimes sex workers, I can speak for myself, there gets a point where you just want to retire. It's not that you're fed up or whatever, but you know, you... You've been doing it for so long. So to get a, to have an opportunity to have a job, you know, to reach out. So you're offering a job to the former employee, you know, the former cortisones, giving them a, a job that they have now something they could put on their resume, whether it's their bartender or, you know, shift manager. And they still they're able to work into a similar environment, but just take a break. And that's important. And, and also they're giving the guidance. That's a very beautiful, I like that setup. I did work at a strip club in Tampa, Mons Venus, and the owner had a lot of former dancers become managers or bartenders. They didn't serve liquor, but he did the same thing. And it was very helpful. It was the former workers now, you know, whether they were managers or bartenders and sort of similar to what you do, but that's, I with a brothel, you would need a lot more guidance because there's a lot more detailed things to teach a young cortisol. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and, it, and here's something else to think about. And, and I did go through a period of time uh, and I'm going to say waiting for the correct time. Uh, I'm, we're going to call it an evolution of the mm-hmm. industry for them, the correct ones to show up that had that calling to do it instead of, well, going off and having some other career, right? Right. But these these women know what it's like to make big money, mm-hmm. right? What a young courtesan would call big money. Probably anybody would call big money. Right. And they may or may not have spent every dollar correctly, but they're even good at helping with that, help, helping them understand 
that it's a short career and you, you really have to understand putting money away early. Yes. Yes. That needs to be taught. Yes. 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 So, oh, I'm all for that. I'm both. I was, thank God I was good with my money when I was young. I was able to uh, save for my oldest is for college and I did purchase some, but that is so vital for any young new sex worker to put money aside um, and just yes. for a rainy day and have a savings. And it kind of takes an older, you know, a person, you know, that's older, that's been in the business to be like, hey, just in case, you know what I'm saying? You know, right. you, you had a good night. That's great. You know, set aside this for your taxes, set aside this for, you know, your rent, maybe for a couple of months, you know, just in case. You, pay you know. ahead. And yes, then- pay ahead. And save, pay ahead and save so that uh, I always say that our short-term goals are more important to our long-term goal than our long-term goal. Mm -hmm. And by that, I mean what we do short-term with our money is going to determine how how financially successful we are at reaching the long-term goals. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like you can't just run and say, oh, well, I'll make more, but I really want to go to the movies or I really want to buy this or I really want to buy that. Or go on another trip. Yeah, because I've seen some young people go on trips. And and I I do believe that there are age appropriate things that get to be experienced. Yeah. So, you know, I I would say if someone's in their 20s and they've got this group of friends and this trip has been planned and, you know, they meet some wonderful financial advisor and the financial advisor just gets it in their head. They're supposed to save and, you know, goes up to the financial advisor after the meeting and says, I'm going to cancel my trip and the, I'm going to save this money. And that's where I I do believe it's important to understand that there are certain things that are age appropriate and they time out if you don't do them. Right, right, right. Yeah, take one trip. Well, take one trip instead of three trips in the year. That's example. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and is it something that, you know, is like a, even though we're so very young and we think we have forever, Mm -hmm. time does seem to go by very quickly. And we want to be able to still experience these things in life in our 20s and our 30s and our 40s. But I don't. I think that the the being frivolous just because it's so much lands in our hands is um is what sets young courtesans up to fail. And mm-hmm. then there's nothing more heartbreaking than someone coming, you know, towards let's say their middle forties and I get contacted about, well, do you remember me and I need to make some money? Because mm. That it's like that 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 window closes, right? So you know this is a. I'm never going to say it's only for 20s or 30s or 40s, but I also believe that if someone, if they've really done what they should have done with their money, and they want to step into the industry, let's say in their 40s, they'll probably be successful, but they wouldn't if they were chasing the dollar, Mm. you know, if they, if they had to have it and they still hadn't arrived at something that gave them financial security. 
Mm. Let me see. So for your um, brothel, is it um, a lockdown house? And can you explain this? Or is it a, I think, I forgot what the other term was for. Remember it was lockdown or? Well, for quite a while, every house dealt with lockdown. Mm -hmm. In 2019, I was able to petition the Wells City Council and they removed it. Wow. Uh, That brings up something else. Well, what is lockdown? Lockdown means that, let's say, from five at night till eight in the morning, you're in the house. Now, I am never going to say that's incorrect, okay, especially if you're there to, you know, make the lineups and be in business. But to to be in a situation where, you know, you're sitting in a parlor for 12 hours a day and, you know, you raise your hand to go to the bathroom and you can't go to the store uh, and and you, you always have a runner with you. And, you know, I mean, where you're, you're like paying for everything and you're mm-hmm. tipping out everybody. I, I And then you may or may not leave with anything. Or as you said earlier, you might be in debt. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that gives brothels, other brothels that operate differently from that. Uh, I'm going to say that same tarnish because right. Bella's isn't like that. Many of them drive in. They have their own vehicles. All we all we work to do is communicate. I would like to go to the dollar store or the market. You look around, Bella says, oh, how many ladies are, are available for the floor? How long are you going to be? Well, I just need to go get blah, blah. Okay, go. And and that way, you know, it isn't that anybody's doing anything incorrect. It's businesswomen communicating with businesswomen. And that, to me, is a better approach to grown women that have a Nevada state business license that said it reads they are their own business yes they're operating under the let's call it the umbrella of mine mm-hmm. i i am the the same license they have it's just mine costs more right. okay so the idea is how to take young women and have them be uh understanding of what it takes to be successful you know, and, and that it doesn't mean you have to go to the store every day. It just means that you have to f- decide, well, when are you going to work and how are you going to market yourself? Are you go- going to use, you know, of course, way back, it was Backpage. You're going to use uh, some of these other platforms that are online that help bring clients to you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the it, it's helping develop the business in what I call the courtesan. Okay. Now, how many beds and what is your vending process when you do hire and how do you find late different ladies for the um for uh hacienda? Uh there are actually 14 available beds if you will, all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um lately I'm going to say since I've um, stepped up as as that evolutionary spokesperson for 
basically I can only represent Bella's because other houses are locked down or mm. there's houses that aren't 24 seven and the mm. gals can just take off or they can go home or things like that. But, you know, in the case of Bella's, because it's a, a destination for these ladies as well, they do live there for the two weeks or three weeks or the month. And so it, it becomes what I call their, their business residence. All right. And then when they go home, obviously they have their lives, right? Okay. But when I'm interviewing, I want to know the why, what, what, and what are they looking for uh, applying to be a courtesan? Uh, I believe that one of the biggest uh, reasons for their applying with me, or if you will, Bella's Hacienda Ranch, is I'm a woman. And I'm the only woman owner. And so there's something about that that is a, it's a magnet, if you will. They want to work with a woman. They, and, and if they're going to, you know, do what they call share their money, they, they would like for it to go more towards that than, I'll say, a man or a, a corporation. Yeah. Yes, or a corporation. Yeah. So I, you know, when I ask them, it's like, you know, what, what are they looking for? A lot of times they really have, um, a, a desire to help others, to help whether it's men or women or couples, that there's something in them that, that is offering like something therapeutic within that sensual sexual experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. So you can tell right away that right person when they when they are applying, applying. Correct. You can tell like right away when somebody's into it because they enjoy sex or they enjoy um, they have like that sensual aspect of them that they want to, you know, they're comfortable with couples and different situations. Yes. Yes. Cool. And now every now and then, I mean, I'm going to say through the year, there might be three. Mm-hmm. That just they 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 want to just not maybe they're a year too young or something meaning uh they might be twenty two but but something in them needs to grow a little more in order to step into being able to be what I call a, a pseudonym you know because it would be you know their name might really be Sally but they're gonna step on as Brooke. Mm. Right. Well, Brooke doesn't have a past or a future. Brooke is right here, right now, the courtesan. Mm-hmm. All right. And then you got Sally over here with with the things. Well, she's kind of judging this one a little bit. She goes, well, you know, and, and it can get in the way because mm-hmm. this is a free experience. This is some egoic, might have a little baggage, might have a little something. And so in working with me, we find a way to let Brooke do what she came to do, that side of Sally, that this is what I want to do, and then help Sally understand what to do with the money. (laughs) A lot of guys, you sound more like a mother than anything, as a madam. Um, Do you find... 
you being a madam that you're taking on also like a, a matriarch type of role too with some of these ladies? It's more of a, a matriarchal mentor. Mentor. Okay. All right, mentor. But, you know, I at this time in my life and, and just the, the path that I've walked, mm-hmm. I understand how to love everyone unconditionally and only see the best in them. Right, right, right. But I have become more aware of the parts that hold them back, whether it's guests or courtesans. Mm-hmm. Because I, you know, it, it's it's kind of it's pretty rough out there. But when the the client and the courtesan come together inside Bella's, it's as if the the, the past and the future just disappear. For a moment, they're exactly as far along as they should be, or they'd be farther along. And so there's that, I'm going to say, spiritual aspect to it that says, you know, with the client goes out the door and say, look, if you want to pick that up, that baggage up, you can. But if you don't, just let it blow away in the Nevada wind. Because today... You were accepted just the way you are, and you're perfect. So, you know, uh, you know, many times over the the years and years that I stood behind the bar, you know, I and and that we still work to have this be true, where we don't talk about our past and our baggage, and 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 you don't know what happened to me. And I said, well, that's what got you here, but that really should never determine where you're going. Mm-hmm. because then you just relive that. So why don't we talk about dreams and goals? And so my um, popularity as what I call the mentor mm-hmm. was, you know, Madame Bella would have those things to say. And, and and then clients would come back in and say, well, do you remember what you said to me? And I go, can you remind me? <laughs> and, and, and they would tell me and I go, I do remember. How did that work? Yeah. Oh, and I called my dispatcher, and I got I get better runs now that pay more money. I just didn't know I had to speak up. So it's like there's things that people say inside that brothel to one another, whether it's behind the closed door or a or a, a bartender to a client that the other one will never know, made mm-hmm. a huge difference. You know, and so I listen to everything everyone says. You know, I did uh, recently a a question and answer with Vice, and that the the young man that interviewed me was what a nice young British man, but he was asking me something about you know the manuscripts I have written, and and I and I just said, well, I consider myself the American Madam. And he didn't quite apparently understand what I said. And Mm -hmm. he wrote it in the article as I'm America's madam. Oh, and I went, bingo. That's the title of the memoir. Mm -hmm. America's madam. So, you know, it's like you never know how some some word, some deed, some kindness. Yeah. Some ability to listen is going to affect another. And it's still all wrapped around sensual, sexual services. 
Yeah. Because that's when we're the most open. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how important um, some of these things are for lonely men and also uh, men that are disabled. Because mm-hmm. often, yes. you know, they are the forgotten um, in the brothels and stuff like that. Do you, um, your brothel frequently, do you have frequently people that are disabled or... Uh, handicap that passed through or I don't know if that's the proper term to use um but as regulars well I believe you've asked a really great question Mm -hmm. because there's many types of what I call handicap yes there's the physical and yes we have some of of those and typically they're gentlemen that have been through some sort of trauma right but the emotional and the mental that actually blocks our ability to, I'm going to say, enjoy the actual essence of being alive are the two that I believe we deal with the most. You know, a, a bad relationship where, let's say, uh, a man has a, a wife that just isn't a very nice person. Well, that directly affects his ability to have an erection. Mm-hmm. And, and we, that is a, a disability and then very difficult to get over unless there is someone skilled in helping that person heal. And knowing that that was an experience, but that doesn't have to determine their ability to have other experiences, all right? So it's that mental and emotional trauma that it, sometimes we get gentlemen that come in and whoever it is they're talking to on a, a psychology level, they'll have like a, a little uh, prescription that says you get to go do this. You know, find the correct gal, see her a few times and work through this blockage that you have associated with younger years or previous relationships, uh, you know, and things like that. And the other part of of a, a rural brothel is there are people that have no time for a relationship. You know, if you're on the road 360 days of the year, where are you going to put the relationship? Yeah. Or maybe, you know, there's a, a, a happily married couple and she just, doesn't want sex anymore and he doesn't want to leave her but he's still got a desire Mm -hmm. and so you know it's like you don't kiss and tell it's harm to none right and it you know and it and and we do have what i call needs yes yeah the humans we do have a lot of needs and but how to do it safely right right which brings me to my next question um could you share to with my audience the safety precautions that you provide at your brothel and your establishment um and when i say safety i'm talking about with the uh, testing of the cortisones and um the week the, how often your tests are and then the other um methods that the courtesans use at the brothel 
Okay. Uh, the, the actual medical testing is uh, a once a month a uh-huh. initial visit would be uh, blood and culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say she's going to stay there a month. All right. So okay. you have the blood and culture. The following three weeks would be culture only. By the mm-hmm. time you get to the beginning of the, the next month or the, uh, the, the beginning of what I call your fourth week, Mm-hmm. Right. Or the end of your fourth week, then you, you're going to do blood and culture again. All right. So it's, it's once a month blood and every week culture that you are in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part of, of safety that I feel is really important is, uh, courtesan and client safety, you know, and, and that means condoms are mandatory and, uh, and it's a state law, you know, that, that there is no unprotected sex and, you know, um, we'll plug laurels and, you know, even for the oral sex, they have these great panties now. So you don't always have to, you know, use a dental dam or uh, in some cases, saran wrap. <laughs> so those things have evolved, which is right. good, right? Yes. Yes. And, uh, and, and, but the other part of safety is when a, a client enters the door, way of a legal brothel he's aware then that there's medical testing that goes on because of the use of condoms and 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 uh you know a visual check of of the gentleman uh there are things to look for and so they're trained to look for that and what i have found over all these years is that gentlemen are clean and that's why they come to the brothel they want to stay clean. So it it's very, very rare that, you know, someone has something that would turn them away. I, I don't even think we had one the past couple of years. But, you know, it's, so it's like people know they're they're smarter about protected sex. But then you also get to remember when I first came in the 80s, it was legal to have sex without a condom. That's just mm-hmm. how it was. Oh, when it started in the brothel in the 80s. And then what year did it change? It was a, in the like the very early 90s, I believe, that somewhere somebody came up with HIV, you know. Mm-hmm. But no, it, people, the biggest issue was pregnancy. Oh. Oh, so back then girls would get pregnant from the brothels? Well, they didn't want to, but they would. Occasionally, oh, okay. you know, you know, we all know that how uh, how reliable birth control is. Yeah. You know, there's people who've had all their children on birth control. Yeah. So, so we know that those things have a, a uh, what we call that that percentile mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter what you're using. If that baby wants to be conceived, it happens. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. uh, but, you know, that's. We didn't have disease back then. I think, and like I said, the now, you know, I think the, the, the one STD or STI that's the most difficult to, to know about unless you're tested regularly is chlamydia. But that's mm-hmm. just been around forever and it's a pill and you're done. But, you know, we don't have any of that really. So, right. you know, the idea is how to have, have say, sex safely. And right. to never manipulate someone else for it. 
Yes, 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 exactly. So men can just pay and then they can go and then they don't have any uh, following or any complications because it's a, it's a, it's an equal party. You could say. Yes. And, and they, because we're herd animals, I believe that they, they like multiple partners. I'm going to say at certain times in our lives as well, as much as we do. Mm-hmm. And then at some time, if we are meant to, we get, to have a relationship that that is more of a soul connection that isn't everyone though right so what do they do with their sensuality their sexuality how do they experience what they'd like to have versus well that wasn't very good i won't see her again right you know right. so that those things i i believe are are important to um to what i call being human correctly right 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 Exactly. Could you share with my audience a typical week, example of a week, and you don't have to go into fully detail, like long, but a typical week you have as a madam running the the responsibilities you are dealing with weekly. Um, my (laughs) My responsibilities, you know, go from everything from the marketing Uh to uh, what I call interviewing, uh, uh, making sure the hot tub has all the correct chemicals and is the boiler running. <laughs> and, you know, what do you mean? We just had the roof done and there's one leak, you know. I mean, there's just things that, that come up and I, well, we're out of green candles or uh, or who's going to order the beer? It always seems to fall on me and it's okay. And the paperwork and then, you know, and then um, like, we'll call it payday, typically Sunday's payday. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's like every courtesan gets as long with me as she requires because they learn things. They want to talk about things. They have questions. I might see something in their, their, um, their, their, experience as a courtesan that that, that maybe they hadn't thought of or they could freshen it up or you know maybe I I I look at um, kind of look through the door at the conversation room which some people call the negotiation room and I'll see that that she's just sitting back a little too much and and that would mean that Sally's there instead of Brooke and it's like reminding them that well this is what I saw Remember, you know, duct tape Sally in the closet. Just like like, do this. Yeah. So you have a very busy. You overall are doing a lot of things. You're you're dealing with the ladies. You're dealing with the overall structure of the building, um, and the bar. Yes. Uh, And and helping, you know, whether it's the. I would call her Fanny or Portia with the things that they're going through, or do I have suggestions about certain things with a, a brand new courtesan or it's it, so, it, and then of course we have the CB radio and it's like, well, how is that going? Cause it's a very interesting thing. If they get, if, if the courtesans get lax on the radio, guaranteed money goes. And it's, because they they aren't, I'm going to say, doing their best right. 
to be successful. It's like right. sitting back. Well, I made enough, but you got to keep it up. As long as one's there, they yeah. want their best to be better today than it was yesterday, right? Because right. they're farther along. Right, right, right. So that marketing aspect is a big portion. Yes. Yeah. For and the. Then it, Yes. And then now is the, you know, like stepping up and being what I call the mouthpiece for, I'm going to say, uh, the legal courtesans or even the, I'm going to say the independents out there that are really doing it as right as they can, right? As right as they're allowed, right? That to speak up for them and say, this is absolutely the biggest industry in the world yes sex work yes yeah no you're right you're right you're right exactly it is a very big huge industry in different forms and everything but when you do in-person work and in a brothel like yours a it's legal b people are safe you're keeping the ladies safe and it shows very much what you're saying you care about the ladies and that's something that a lot of uh, establishment, they don't care. You know, they don't really, you know, they don't really put that energy. And that being said, you did share with me earlier about there is a 50% cut, but your cut, you make sure you're taking care of and share with me that, that expense, because a lot of people don't understand that the fees and everything else with having a brothel. The, the fees associated with mm-hmm. uh, what I call the the financial uh, split between a courtesan and the brothel. It's mm-hmm. a fifty fifty split, mm-hmm. all right. And now, why would it be fifty fifty? If I'm going to say a madam is doing everything she should be doing marketing them, helping them become the best they can be, uh, then taking that 50% is fair because the money coming through the door is huge. And then Mm -hmm. that gives the, what I call the courtesan, the ability to make a dollar amount that's so great that 50% of a share is fair because of the amount of money it takes to keep a location bringing in the clients uh, for the courtesans. So it's what it is, it's like they share the money, but then what I do with the money is lift them up, market them. So Mm -hmm. whether it's... um, Internet, internet, or SEO, or uh, uh, new signage, or everything that says the courtesans are right here. Right. Then it isn't that. It, it means that the split works because right. this costs more than their expenses, but they're making the same. It right. just takes a lot of courtesans to handle the operating expense, and then what I call the future of right. the brothel. Mm-hmm. And that means it has to stay uh, progressively uh, 
I, I'm going to say progressively more appealing for clients to stop at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you've got to make it appealing for the gentleman to come in with the yeah. bar, with 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 uh, games, or I don't know what to <laughs> hot wings if you have to serve them to come in the door. Well, and and I believe what it really is is the correct courtesans. Yeah, that's that's what it is. And then the courtesans have to be happy. Right. They have to feel like they're working with someone, not for someone. Mm -hmm. Someone that that puts their financial goals ahead of the house financial goals, because that has to happen in order for the house to even have goals. Right, right. Exactly, because it's you're you're doing your part, like you said, with the marketing, with whatever, and trying to make the place, and then with the other, what the girls are bringing in, and that quality, you know, they're they're getting a place to work at and to be safe. Yes, yeah. and so it, that's and and they're able to, they're able to come into Bella's Hacienda Ranch, and always leave better off financially than when they came. Right. And that isn't so with all houses. Yeah, because some house, I've interviewed a girl and she shared with me on an earlier episode where she was up in one of the Pahrump ranches and she was in the hole one time. Um, so you're, you're going, and I did an episode recently with a girl that was a porn star and she shared that uh, she went to LA for two weeks. She's paying to do porn, you know, between the hotels, the testing and all that. And there comes a point in sex work for a lot of late. And I experienced this myself as a dancer where I was walking in the door and I would have to pay $150 every night on top of a babysitter. And so I would have to make at least to cover all my bills so I could come back the next night. I'd need to make that 175 I remember, to be able to come back the next day to do it again, to sit, you know, whether it was dead. And it was kind of like it. it it was crappy, you know, and so, you know, you're, you're at least, you're putting, you're doing your best, you know, with the marketing and the CDTC and everything you're doing to at least so your girls can walk out and make money and not be in that position. That's, I applaud you for that because a lot of other businesses, they, they just start taking advantage of the sex worker altogether. And it's very, very sad. And, and it is worldwide, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So in, in what I call the evolution of the industry, mm -hmm. I'm speaking up on that. Right now, there's only one house in this evolution. But I know in my heart that if I keep talking about it, and, and if, and if um, even legislators, they don't have to be pro-sex worker. Right. Just let me do that. Just be pro tax you'll be able to have tax revenue and public safety right right so how about just being pro-business yeah and and we did talk briefly about the uh decriminalization and i truly believe that you know individuals exchanging you know we could say money or something for some sort of services right that the people that are doing that shouldn't be a criminal or, or wind up being a criminal. 
but there is no real way to just decriminalize without regulation. Yes. Because there won't be police protection. There won't be anything except what I call uh, the possibility of chaos because it's never been done. Mm -hmm. The legal industry of Nevada has over 50 years. So you've got a test and a proven. This is how it works. And so there's there's um, a track record, if you will, that says it, this was beneficial to the communities. The communities don't want to raise their hand up and say, by the way, we're pro brothel. Don't, I would never put them in that position. Right. But they don't want us gone. So don't ask. Right. Run the business correctly. They have no idea up until the pandemic how important the brothel was when everything was locked down and drying up. And I went and petitioned the city council and I said, I'd like to have an escort license. Here's my business plan. And it was like two pages large print. I really didn't want to bog them down. And at the end of what I had to say, they voted unanimously to give me an escort license. But here was the rub. We didn't have to leave the building. So the, the guys came in. It didn't mean there were sexual services. But people, what it showed me was people need people. Yes. And these, I don't care if they were watching movies, eating popcorn, having beverages. These, these gentlemen spent money. And they spent mm -hmm. money with ladies who never chose to go outside of the industry to somehow feed their family. They were out of money with their savings. But by the time, I mean, it was probably two months. And so I was an escort from September of uh, 2020 till July of 21. Wow. So they, so the, you didn't close down my understanding. We they, did. I did. You seven did close months. down. For seven, seven months. months. Okay. And then come September, see, all uh -huh. the other brothels were closed until July, except uh -huh. for the Mustang. But the Mustang, they, they had to leave the house. They couldn't uh -huh. just do movies and popcorn and have beverages. Right, right, right. You were okay. able to do popcorn and movies and beverages. And have people come into the building. They wanted to wear a mask. They wear a mask. If they didn't, they didn't. Okay. So it was like suddenly... Think about what that would do for the town. Well, they stop and get gas. Mm -hmm. They they would stop and buy food, or they'd go to the grocery store, or what. So money got spent, mm -hmm. and so the town that was like dangling by a thread had their. I, I'm going to say the brothel brought them back alive. Yes. Wow. And so it's like even now, it with all the media, I, uh, I'm going to say attention I'm getting about this conversation mm -hmm. we're having. That is bringing more people to the town of Wells that may have about 1,200 people. But it's the crossroads. And so whether it's, it's a five truck stop town. Well, only five. Five truck stops in this little town. And I'm going to tell you, people are not going to come and stop in Wells, Nevada to, to say, well, which truck stop do we want to go to? Well, it's the brothel. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to want to go there. <laughs> they, so, yeah, so they want to go things. have some fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's these other things that are are reaping some financial uh, benefit from us being there. Mm-hmm. And we don't have sex crimes and we, you know, we don't have the the, the women jumping from truck to truck in all of these uh, truck stops, right. travel stop centers. We, but everywhere else in the country, it, it's loaded with men and, and we'll call them prostitutes, mm-hmm. you know. So why do I call them courtesans? Because courtesan means prostitute of a higher class, nobility, clergy, mm-hmm. all of that, you know, so educated courtesans right. and in the days of Venice, they had access to literacy. The nobility didn't have access to that, the women. They right. had the needlepoint and the knitting and made and children and I mean, courtesan could even go to war and sit in the tents at the front with the king. You know, so um, that right there and the licensing that they go through, all of that is why what they should be labeled, if if we have to have a label, is courtesan instead of prostitute, right? Because prostitute, if there's an illegal side of this great industry, it's got to have a different label from someone that's going through an entirely different criteria to be a businesswoman. Mm. You know, and so it's like everything, er, labels matter. And if it has stigma attached to it and they are legal business women in Nevada, then by golly, no one should put that P word on them. Yes. Oh, because you're aren't you change? You're trying to change that for the well, uh, the woman right. of Nevada, right. right? So I can't do it for Nevada. Mm-hmm. I can do it for the city of Wells, but I, I'm at a little bit of a crossroad right now because they say they're working on it and they're you know going to change that term in the code. But it's been about five months now, and I I'm getting a little. Oh, concerned (laughs) about do they really understand what this label does in terms of stigma and stereotyping and judgment? Right. For women that are this helpful in town? Right. And so I'm, I'm I'm very close to saying um, it's now. I understand waiting on the code and that your lawyers move in a very slow turtle's pace at times. Yeah. But it's one word on a yellow card. Why not? Change it, yes. You know? Right. And it's so I, I'm just like right there where I'm going to get to petition the council with greater, I'm going to call it sincerity. And I thought it was pretty sincere the first time. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that's my, my idea of, of how uh, Nevada's brothels can, can help 
move this blueprint through. Right. Uh, I'm going to say this great country, uh, it, but I, I I'm I'm never in charge of what the houses are doing that aren't speaking up. I right. I know that they're. Uh, I know the ladies are safe, and and that's good. And I think some many times it's difficult because the ladies, if they go to a house where it is all locked down, that they might not have any way of knowing fellas exist. Or it might mm-hmm. might tarnish them forever and say, I, I can't do this. I went in there, it cost me this much money, and, and, and I didn't leave with anything. Right, right, right. The, the negative experience. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, and, and so as I'm talking about this, it's reaching uh, other courtesans, or, or I'm going to say the general population with an understanding of why their judgment helps no one. They don't have to come through the door, but they have no right to tell someone else what they can and can't do Mm -hmm. when they're part of public safety. And it's something they're choosing that harms no one. Well, thank you so much, Madam Bella, for coming on today and speaking. And I really appreciate your hard effort. Could you please share with my audience where they can find you, your social media um, the websites or whatever of uh, the brothel of Hacienda, please. So um, my listeners can know exactly where it's at. So, and, and also if they want to follow you on any of social media, I'd appreciate if you share that. Oh, perfect. Uh, it, you know, social media for, for a brothel is interesting. So right now we have Twitter and it's at Bella's Hacienda. So that's B-E-L-L-A-S. H-A-C-I-E-N-D-A. We had an Instagram, but I don't, I don't know. People like clothes on and they got upset. So I don't know. <laughs> they just, they just shut things down when they want to. So it's Twitter right now. And we have, of course, our website and the website's a call to action website that really talks about why someone should choose a legal brothel and, and what happens and, and and how it works and then the other side is well if you choose to just do activities you know on the outside that would be classified as more illegal what you might expect to happen but it's a great website uh, i love the little caricatures in there that describe little parties that you can have and uh, of course you look at the courtesans so that's bellas.us and if you are in wells nevada stop in remember no obligation, no cover charge, get your questions answered. And then in 2024, look for my my books. They will be in print. So uh, it, it, the one that I believe will come out first is about sexual healing. And that's the things you and I have talked about that I believe the time is now. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And guys, if you want to see Madam Bell is very good looking woman, by the way. So join my Patreon so you can see this episode. I want to just tell you, you're very beautiful. So you're very, very beautiful. But um, my name is Marcel Lanza. If you'd like to see this episode on my Patreon, you can go to MarcellaSobella.com. You can follow me on IG, Facebook, and YouTube is Marcella Sobella. My Twitter is Marcella with one L underscore L-U-V. Thank you so much again, Madam Bella. And thank you for all your effort and your hard work for being a, a wonderful madam and coming on today for Get Schooled. 
Thank you. You're quite pretty yourself, you know. Oh, thank you. 